Welcome to the Live to Shoot Podcast. My name is Jeff Dowdle, and I have been a licensed firearm dealer for the last 14 years. In this podcast, we talk about all things related to the Second Amendment or other stories going on in the news or something that might be happening in my personal life or just about anything else that might be interesting. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today is Friday, uh, May 27th, the beginning of the Memorial Day weekend, where we honor those have, that have fallen to keep this country free. And this podcast, again, is still, you know, I'm still kind of reeling from the Valde shooting. I dropped a short little episode just as things were developing. And then that night, I could not sleep. I just kept thinking about this, you know, about how, how can we protect our children? We have to do a better job of protecting our children. And, you know, what would it be like to be one of those parents? I've got two boys now. They're grown, are growing. I guess they're 16 and 19. But if something like that ever happens to them or whenever they're, but when they were that age, it would be just devastating. And it was just horrific. And I held off, you know, and I'm still hesitant to talk much about the shooting because so I won't talk more in generalities, but it is starting to become evident that this is another instance of where we could have done a better job. The left is going to come out and it's all about the guns, 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 guns. Beto O'Rourke, you know, making a fool of himself. I hope, you know, anybody that even was thinking about voting for him for governor saw his display the other day. It was just totally disrespectful to the governor, the mayor, the Senator Cruz and Cornyn, all the people there, but more importantly, the the families that that were mourning their children, that Beto would take that opportunity to grandstand. But in these school shootings, it has become apparent, you know, that we can do a better job. You know, the left thinks it's all about the guns, but, you know, there's a, I just watched a, a short video from the armed attorneys. If you don't subscribe to their YouTube, they're, they were very good. I'll, I'll, I'll put that video in the show notes where I believe they outline, I think the 41 gun laws that the shooter broke during what he was doing. So, you know, he broke 41 gun laws. Do we think he would have broken more? You know, if we had more guns, you know, there are big cries. The universal background check would not have done any good. He already passed a background check. He didn't have a criminal record and nothing in his background that would have uh, prohibited him um, from purchasing a firearm. So, you know, what we need to do is we need to start focusing our efforts on what can we do better? How can we protect our children and do a better job? And I think there's two and two things that's important, you know, in a lot of the cases Law enforcement broke down, and it seems that like law enforcement may have broken down in this case. But in many of the previous cases we've had, the local law enforcement and the FBI had that person on their radar. They'd had complaints. They had investigated that person that was involved. They knew he was dangerous. They knew that it was a threat. Doesn't seem to be that in this case here. But you know, as the news is breaking, it sounds like the local law enforcement completely broke down. That they, you know, they waited. They didn't act. They hesitated, like in Parkland. And the shooter was in there for an hour doing whatever he, you know, felt like without any pressure to, uh, or threat to himself. And this is where we got to do a better job. We also have to do a better job at training law, local law enforcement, teachers, and the students about how to respond in these situations. We have to get better physical security. And that is the, I think, the biggest thing that I see right now. You know, we when this all started, you know, we started you know, it used to be you could just walk into a school anytime, any day, any door, and then they started, you know, locking them down a little bit. But in this case, the door was unlocked. Guy went right in. I think every school, no matter what age, has one point of entry. 
and it's man-trapped. You can't get in until you show your ID, until you're validated and vetted. doesn't matter who you are that you have to get in, that you you everything else is locked down, that maybe there's even ways to seal off areas of the school in a lockdown situation that prevents the shooters from moving about within the, and can corral them in certain areas. We need outside physical fences and barriers of getting in to the, to the, to the school, you know, windows locked, all those types of things to prevent these things from happening. I mean, we've got some excellent agencies. You look at the Secret Service, you know, they, the, they protect a person that's under a constant threat. Consult with them. Let's get them to evaluate the situation and come up with plans of how these schools need to be designed going forward. We're building schools left and right. One school district here just built their 12th high school. As we're building these schools, let's do a better job at building them and making them safe and putting in security practices. Make sure there's cameras everywhere so that remotely that we can see what is going on in that school. What is that shooter doing? All sorts of things like that. And then local law enforcement, they have to be trained. They have to, it doesn't just, not just their, their, their response teams, but the officers on the, on the uh, beats, the school resource officers, they all have to ta- be trained how to handle a tactical situation in a school. There is not a time to wait for SWAT or other tactical teams to arrive. This is a, a, these situations are explosive and they're happening in minutes and you have to get in. And then last but not least, arming our teachers. This is controversial, but I believe we need to arm our teachers and train them, obviously train them to, to how to use those weapons. Have dads there every day roaming the halls. Some schools have those as volunteer programs. Let's Get a program that makes that happen for every school and train those dads. Train them. I'm a licensed to carry older. Let, let, let me be there. I may not be trained, but I guarantee you, if those kids are in jeopardy, I am going to help. I'm going to do what I do. I may lose my life, but I am going to distract that shooter long enough that maybe somebody else can get out. Um, we have to protect our kids. We have to keep protecting them. And it is not taking guns away from us. That is not the answer, and the left is going to focus on that, and it's unproductive in my opinion. We have to keep fighting for our rights because we have to be able to protect ourselves because obviously, just like in this situation, the police couldn't help. They were there. They couldn't help. They were keeping parents from going in there. Let those parents go in there. Let them roll. Let them go after it. I mean, a a mob of angry parents going in to protect their children, You know, it may be risky. We may lose some, but I tell you what, they're going to get the job done. I'm very disappointed in how the situation, I'm saddened that it happened in my state. I expect more from Texans, and I think we can do a better job of protecting our children. Continue to pray for those families, um, and be, you know, the, the fight's going to get strong now, and we've got to be ready and prepared because this is the fuel that they need for their fire, and this is what they're going to go after, and it is not a productive conversation because it doesn't solve the problem. We need to start focusing on how to solve the problem. I thank you for listening. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, and I will talk to you 